Amen. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house today. I feel the presence of the Lord here today and just thanking God uh, for His goodness, His mercy allowed us to be in church one more time. Amen. One more time. Amen. And we're just glad to be here and just good to see everybody out. And we just thank God for His blessings and just overwhelmed, I mean, by what God has been doing and looking across this congregation. And, and you just become overwhelmed by seeing these young people. And you're just, it just touches your heart. Amen. Just to see young people worshiping God. Amen. And lifting up the name of Jesus and then seeing the older folks encouraging them. Amen. A lot of older folks, us older folks, we get this sour attitude sometimes towards young people. Amen. But thank God for uh, older folks that will encourage the young folks to worship God and worship God with them. I'm just glad to be in the house of God and want to say I appreciate the opportunity to minister just a little bit more, brother. Amen. In the house of God and come down to Carryville, Florida to be with Pastor Williams and the church family here. And um, my pastor sends his love. Amen. Spoke to him as I, before I left. He said he sends his love and, and he loves y'all. And here in Carryville, and uh, I, that love has grown from him to me, and I, I appreciate the church here, in here, and this uh, just a, a willingness to worship and have us here, in another time. And uh, it is good to see Pastor Putman and his church family with us today, and appreciate them. Appreciate all the ministers that are here. In the service today, probably don't know you all. I'll try not to call names, amen, because I know I'll miss somebody. But it's good to uh, uh, be here and appreciate uh, my wife and my children. Uh, my wife, Sister Michelle Smith. My son, Ethan. My two daughters, Bailey and Isabella, amen, and I appreciate their love for God, and uh, my wife, of course, being here with us, and the uh, last two times I went out somewhere, uh, my wife was not able to go with me, but I'm glad that she's here and with us today, tonight, in, this, in these services, and, and he said it was a youth service, and I said, well, huh. What are you getting this old man for? <laughs> Amen. But I do appreciate the opportunity to be here, and uh, and it uh, just uh, feels just a great honor to be just in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Just just in the presence of the Lord. That He, if this is your first time in the house of God, Amen. We appreciate you being here. Amen. If you've not been coming to church for very long, we appreciate you being here. Amen. We appreciate you being here. 
And uh, I, but I will give you a warning. It will stick with you. It will stick with you for the rest of your life. You may not enter into an apostolic church again for the rest of your life. Amen. But, but once you've been touched by the anointing power of God, it will never, never leave you. Amen. And God's touch, it will never leave you. Uh, I've had the Holy Ghost for this past October the 6th is will be tw- is 25 years, 26 years that I've had the Holy Ghost. For 25 of those years, I have been trying to minister the gospel. And so I appreciate this opportunity. But if you have your Bibles, we will turn to St. John. The second chapter, St. John, the second chapter and the first verse, I have quite a bit of reading, so please bear with me. St. John 2, starting at the first verse, and the third day there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. When they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three furlongs apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. He bear, and they bear it. And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, he knew not whence it was, was but the servants which drew the water knew the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doeth set good set forth the good wine, and when men have well drunk, then they which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. Pastor Williams, we do pray. Jesus' name. You may be seated. May I take off my jacket, Pastor? May I take off my jacket?
in reading these scriptures and um, praying for the past few days and some, some weeks ever since Brother Williams had called me, and uh, I was reminded of a, uh, huh. <laughs> I was reminded of when I was a child, I was over at my aunt's house, and uh, she had her TV on, and got, y'all please forgive me for the carnal reference, but she had her TV on, and there was a commercial, and it was a Pepsi commercial, and, uh, and once again, forgive me. Uh, uh, it was uh, the, uh, I don't know, I might be going over some of y'all young people's head, but uh, there was a man by the name of B.B. King, a blues singer from, I guess, Louisiana. And he was singing the blues. And he was saying, I ain't got no car. I ain't got no money. I ain't got no clothes. I ain't got this. I ain't got that. And as he was, as he, when he stopped singing, this lady stuck her head out a window. He was standing in the street, and this lady stuck her head out the window. And I don't know why this has stuck with me all my life. And she said, that's because you ain't got no Pepsi. <laughs> and so, as the commercial goes on, it talks about how Pepsi, that's back when you could twist off the bottle top and look on the top and you could win something. And as the commercial goes on, uh, please don't think I'm promoting TV. As the, as the commercial goes on, B.B. King's sitting there and he's got a new guitar. He's got a new car. He's got a new hat. He's got a bunch of Pepsi sitting around him. He's got money. Because he had twisted the top of a bottle of a Pepsi. And I was thinking about this, and I, if I could title this, They Ain't Got No Wine. They Ain't Got No Wine. And, and I was thinking about this and these scriptures and how that uh, they were at a marriage feast and how that, uh, amen, I don't know how big this marriage feast was. I don't know. Obviously, it was uh, several, many times that uh, marriage feasts were maybe sometimes several day things or it was a big to-do and they had all the family and they had all the uh, well-known folks there and uh, everyone was there and they, and they wanted to put on the greatest party, I guess, that, that you could and, and they would spend many hours, maybe days, they would feast and they would party and they would uh, have such a great time, but uh, amen, Somehow that they did not realize or maybe they did not accommodate for the people that was there and for enough people and maybe those that have put together a dinner or, or put together something, you, you begin to take on and you begin to realize. Want to to say, hey, uh, uh, how many people will be there? Or who who's all the guests? But they didn't accommodate. They didn't have enough. Uh, amen. There was something, and and so uh, Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus, she came to him. She said, uh, they have no wine. And and you could read on through the story how that they had uh, they had brought the water that was turned into wine to Jesus uh, to the to the uh, head of the feast. 
feast and he took of the wine and he, he said, well, how is this that you have saved the best basically to last? How is this that you have saved and where they would always serve the best and then at the last they, they was when everybody was well drunken, uh, they would serve the worst. And, and my mind began to meditate on that thought, how that when they would begin to drink, they would serve the best. But towards the end, I, I'm not a drinker. I've never, I've never been a drinker. I've never tasted a sip of alcohol has ever crossed my lips. Uh, amen. But I, I was thinking as they would serve and as they would drink, and these begin, men uh, would become drunk, uh, amen, they wouldn't worry about what they were drinking. They would just begin to consume it more and more. Uh, and how through the end that they had ran out of wine. And it began to remind me as I was thinking on these scriptures. Uh, it would begin to it began to remind me about the world and the things of the world uh, and how what uh, that the scripture says that in Ephesians, uh, be not drunk with wine or is in excess, uh, but be filled with the Spirit. Uh, amen. This is a time that we're living in uh, is a time of drunkenness. Uh, is a time of everyone that is trying to part. Uh, and do what they want to do uh, a time when they want to be drunken uh, not just on wine uh, I'm not just talking about alcohol uh, but I'm talking about the excess uh, of the world uh, young people there's the things that are in this world uh, and there's an excess uh, but what happens when the excess runs out uh, what happens when those things that you tried to fulfill in your life uh, what happens when they're uh, run out. Uh, many people uh, amen, they're so drunk on this world. Uh, they're so drunk on the cares of life uh, and the things that's going on around them. Uh, amen. It starts out, seems like good. Uh, they said they see the, you bring the good wine out first. Uh, and just a little bit of feel good. Uh, just a little bit of uh, hiding my sorrow. Uh, hiding my pain. Uh, hiding my struggles. Uh, just just to get along with everybody else, uh, just to feel good. Uh, maybe forget those things that I'm going through. Uh, but I'm telling you today, uh, nothing this world can give uh, will ever uh, be able to wash away, uh, make you forget everything, uh, make you feel good. Uh, you might feel good in a moment, uh, but they are out of wine. Uh, they ain't got no exit wine. They were, uh, they were drinking and they were drinking and they were drinking. Uh, I, I would tell people, uh, and when I preach and when I t teach and I talk to my kids, I say, look, uh, amen, and I, I, I talk about it. Uh, amen, you could get all caught up in the world. Uh, you could get all caught up in the things of the world uh, and the cares of the world uh, and what the world is doing. Uh, amen, but there ain't nothing but doing uh, but going going down to a, a, their way to hell. Uh, hell hath enlarged itself. Uh, why? Because the excess of the world. Uh, hell has enlarged itself. Uh, why? Because it is getting greater. Uh, sin is getting greater and greater. Uh, this world is going down. Uh, this nation is going down. Uh, this people is going down. Uh, why? Because they are running out of wine. Uh, they're running out of the excess. Uh, they can't do it 
anymore. It is self-destructing from the inside. Uh, Corruption has seeped in uh, and caused a root uh, of sin to come in uh, to the people and to the heart of God. Uh, The people, uh, not the heart of God, uh, but to the heart of people. Uh, It seeped into the hearts, uh, went through to the families, uh, went on into the marriages, uh, went into the government, uh, went into the school. Uh, This excess that this world has... uh, Amen. One day we'll run out. Amen. The thrills that they have in their drugs and their alcohol and their perversion and their addiction. It will run out. The things that they have. Amen. One day we'll pass away. Oh, it started out good. Amen. It started, this nation started out good. And I'm not just preaching doom and gloom. But when you see perversion and homosexuality entered into a house of God. God, uh, entered into so-called churches, uh, amen, and being accepted, uh, amen, it's, it's uh, they're about to be out of wine, uh, this thing's about to run out, uh, this world's about to be out of excuses, uh, amen, they need the Holy Ghost. Amen. Marriages are falling apart. Uh, Amen. The wine of this world. Uh, Let me tell you what. Uh, Alcohol. uh, Drugs. uh, Pornography. uh, They will destroy your life. Uh, The lust of this world. uh, Young man, pornography uh, will take you places uh, you don't want to go. Making you feel like things uh, you don't want to feel like. Uh, Amen. God has got a better way uh, for the children of God. God has got a better way. God has got a better wine. God has got something better than the perversion of this world. Let me tell you what the wine of this world does. Uh, Amen. It has come in uh, to defile our young ladies uh, and get them just to be tramps, uh, get them just to sleep around with anything uh, that goes around. Uh, I'm not just trying to be crude and mean, uh, but I'm just going to preach my heart uh, and what I feel. Uh, Amen. You want to live for God. Uh, You want the blessings of God. Uh, Don't mess yourself up uh, with the the things of this world. Uh, don't mess yourself up uh, with the sex and the premarital sex. Uh, God has got a plan. Uh, God has got something for you. Uh, you need to live for God. You need to live for God. Uh, you need to live uh, oh, free from addiction, uh, free from sex addiction, uh, free from money addiction, uh, free from uh, lust addiction, uh, free from alcohol addiction, uh, free from self-pity addiction, uh, free from the things of this world. Uh, you can stand up uh, in this last day uh, and say, I am a child of God. Uh, I have a better way. I have a better way. 
this a rebellious generation. Uh, amen. Back talking their parents. Uh, this rebellious generation uh, wearing what they want to wear. Uh, looking like what they want to look like. Uh, but I'm telling you, Europe, God, there's a better way from you. Uh, oh, you're just picking on me. Uh, no, I'm showing you a better way. Uh, I'm showing you the way of Christ. Uh, I'm showing you a new way. Uh, you ain't ever felt nothing like this. Uh, alcohol couldn't do it for you. Nothing could do it for you. Rebelling against their parents. Uh, rebelling against their teachers. Uh, rebelling against every the man of God. Uh, won't line up to what he has to say. Uh, I want to listen to everybody else. Uh, but the man of God. Uh, let me tell you. Uh, that right wine will run out real quick. Uh, amen. You rebelling against this man of God. Uh, God will turn his back upon you. Uh, and the blessing of God will be cut off. I know this is a youth service, uh, amen, but too many people are trying to sow their sow oats, uh, wild oats. Uh, too many young people, uh, amen, I've seen them uh, run out from God uh, and get shacked up with some man out there uh, or some woman out there. Uh, and now they're begging somebody to take their kids. Uh, now they're begging somebody to support them. Uh, now they're wondering why uh, did I ever go that way? Uh, but I'm telling you today, there is a wine that's better than any wine out there. There's a way. Let me tell you, the wine of this world breaks up relationships, breaks up marriages, breaks up families, breaks up homes, breaks up churches, breaks up friendships. But the wine of Jesus that we're talking about today is a healing wine. Amen. You get it in your marriage. Amen. You'll love your wife more. You get it in your marriage. You'll love your husband husband more. Uh, he'll be better looking than anybody uh, out there. I might be fixing to get in trouble. Uh, amen. But the wine of People Magazine and, and Star uh, and Esquire. Uh, amen. And all this junk they put out there. Uh, amen. Uh, it will break up your home. Uh, oh, if my husband uh, or the boyfriend I want just looks like this one right here. Uh, don't ask me who the new phase is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, amen. But uh, they look at them. Uh, oh, if they look like that. Uh, my goodness, if they were Cut like that. Uh, amen. Their shirt off. Uh, their hair fixed some weird way. Uh, but I'm telling you today, uh, you need a bed of God in your life. Uh, and if you want a boyfriend or a husband, uh, he needs to be a child of God. You don't need no muscle-bound pervert. Uh, amen. Don't care about nobody. Oh, man. Uh, amen. You've been sipping on that too long. Uh, amen. You've been sipping on that. Uh, amen. What you need to do uh, is find you an altar of prayer uh, and hide yourself in Jesus. Uh, amen. And he'll give you a man of God. Uh, he'll give you a woman of God. He'll give you somebody. When I found my wife, I really wasn't looking. 
I wasn't looking. Amen. But God put her in my way. Amen. God put us together. Why? Because there was a love for God. Amen. To keep ourselves pure and holy. Amen. Undefiled by this world. And say, I'm going to live for God. Look, I'm proud to say, I was a virgin when I got married. I was 26 years old. I wasn't 13, 14, or 15. I was 26 years old years old when I got married Uh, my wife was 23 uh, and she was a virgin uh, and we lived for God uh, ever since then it's all right pastor let me tell you something this world if I could say it this way so sexed up Everything's about sex. Forgive me if you think your children are too young to hear about this. uh, But when they put homosexuals in the children's books, you can't even go to the library. You can't even send them to school sometimes. Uh, amen. Some people can't even send them to church uh, without having some pervert. Uh, amen. Try to teach them uh, the ways of the world. Uh, amen. And in this new age that we're living in. Uh, amen. If we don't call what sin is sin. Uh, amen. They will call you out. Uh, amen. They'll destroy your children. Uh, and they'll be looking like some of these things uh, that are out there in this world. People are trying to say at a young age they could decide what they want to be, who they want to be. But friend, if you don't teach your children to be a child of God, pull them away from that hell hole. And forgive me if I'm wrong, that one-eyed devil, amen, that's teaching their children, amen, about sex before you could even open a cracker book about the birds and the bees. They know more about it than anything out there. But I'm telling you today, that wide's about to run out he'll teach God they, man, we don't even know what a man today is man used to work a man used to want to get a wife so he could raise up his children amen it was in the world they wanted a wife so they could be a man and raise up their children amen but we don't even know with their weird hairdos amen and all these things going on amen they try to be cute and they've got cute in the house of God men coming in young men coming in trying to be cute for the young ladies but I'm telling you today that wine's about to run out I'm telling you today that's not going to fly anymore. Uh, amen. That wine. They ain't got no more wine. Uh, amen. God's about to call the number. Uh, he's about to pull it. Uh, he's about to say, hey, no more. Uh, I'm about to put it into this thing. You could get, say, I'm just going to try it for a little while. Uh, I've seen it tonight, even tonight. And thank God for these young people up here. Thank God for every one of them. But I did see for some young people just trying to be cute. 
just trying to be cute. Just trying to be to be cool. I don't know the new words, the new lingo. Amen. But they're just trying to look good. But I'm telling you that wine is about to run out. Amen. You can't. Bring this wine that we have right in uh, to your here uh, to your fleshly bodies. Uh, that old man, uh, that old vessel, you've got to be changed. Uh, you've got to be different. Uh, the Bible does say uh, you can't put new wine uh, in old bottles. Uh, you want the Holy Ghost. Uh, you've got to die out to your cute little self. Uh, you've got to be a humble yourself uh, before the mighty hand of God. Uh, don't worry about who's looking at you. Uh, don't worry about who's around you. Pour your heart out to God. Let me tell you something. When you start messing with the new wine, the Bible says this. You can't put new wine in old bottles. Because when you do, there's something happen. There's a reaction in the new wine. When it starts acting, it starts expanding. And when it starts expanding, uh, that old bottle is weakened. Uh, this old flesh is weak. Uh, and when you try to take the Holy Ghost, uh, you're playing with something, uh, amen, that you don't really realize. Uh, and the Holy Ghost will burst you. Uh, you might be trying to play a game. Uh, and you might be fooling everybody around you. Uh, you might even fool the men of God. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but if you're still in that old fleshly self, uh, amen, this new wine uh, will burst you. Uh, this new wine uh, will tell you apart. Uh, why? Because you can't put new wine uh, in old bottles. Uh, neither can you put the Holy Ghost uh, in an old fleshly man. You can't get the Holy Ghost without repenting. You can't get the Holy Ghost without humbling yourself. You can't get the Holy Ghost, amen, without saying, God, I'm sorry, and laying this man, the old man, on the altar. Why? Because when the Holy Ghost, amen, the Bible does say a sinner can't sit in the congregation of the godly. Why? Because when the Spirit of God begins to move in this place, amen, you see people start fiddling with the baby, wanting to go outside, wanting to smoke. Uh, wishing they had a drink uh, talking to their neighbor uh, getting on their cell phone uh, trying to distract everybody around them but when the true Holy Ghost comes in uh, I told you you may be your first time uh, in an apostolic church uh, but it affects you uh, this thing will affect you uh, amen it'll start pushing things around inside of you Why do you become a miserable old cuss? <laughs> Amen. When you go to church. Amen. And you're just miserable at home. I'm talking to some older folks. Amen. Your marriage is on the rocks. Amen. You can't seem to get along with your wife. You can't seem to get along with your husband. Why? Because that new wine won't dwell. Amen. In that old man. Amen. It'll do 
some disturbance. Uh, Amen. Your old wine won't uh, heal your marriage. Uh, But if you get the Holy Ghost uh, and she gets the Holy Ghost, uh, Amen, your marriage could be healed. Uh, Your family could be healed. Uh, That's the only way it's going to last. Let me tell you right now, we wouldn't have lasted 15 years if it hadn't been for the Holy Ghost. I've said we were virgins. I said we were pure. Uh, amen. But our background truly uh, and our ancestry uh, wasn't the best there is. Uh, amen. My father uh, spent 20 years in the Arkansas State Penitentiary. Uh, her father uh, just died a few years ago in the Indiana State Penitentiary uh, for murder. Uh, my dad was in there for molestation and sexual rape and, and assault. Uh, her dad was in there for murdering her stepmom uh, out in plain view. Uh, pulled out a gun and shot him. Uh, shot her right there in front of everybody. He just died a few years ago. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, if it hadn't been for the Holy Ghost, uh, come on, if it hadn't been for the Holy Ghost, uh, I wouldn't be here. Uh, because I do believe the same spirits uh, that is on the fathers uh, will dwindle down to the children. Uh, but the Holy Ghost, let me say that again. Uh, but the Holy Ghost. I'm not drinking the wine that my dad drank. She's not drinking the wine that her dad drank. I'm drinking it. I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm not depressed. I'm not down. I've got the new wine. I'm not looking for a pain pill. I'm not looking for an antidepressant. I've got a new wine. Oh, you don't know where I came from. I don't know. I don't care. Amen. But I do know where you can be going. See, what happened before then, before now, it's not up to me. I can't change that. You can't change that. But you could get on your knees at an altar of repentance and start drinking of the new wine. They tell me alcoholism flows from generation to generation. They tell me perversion flows from generation to generation. They tell me drug use. They said if your dad was that way or your mom was that way, your grandfather was that way. And it is true, Brother Jeremiah. It is true. You will face those things. That your parents faced. It's like they're passing the bottle. Oh, and it just seems like they're. This is what I was drinking. Here, son. You take a drink. Here, son. You take a drink. They say, well, if your mom committed suicide, here you go. If your mom and dad had depression, here you go. If your mom and dad was a church hopper, here you go. If your mom and dad was rebellious, here you go. Uh, If your mom and dad wouldn't live holy, here you go. Uh, If your mom and dad wouldn't come to church, here you go. Uh, If your mom and dad was a gossiper, here you go. Uh, But I'm telling you, that wine's just about to run out. Uh, I'm telling you, they ain't got no wine. Uh, They ain't got no wine. 
like our wine. Amen. This is the new wine. It's not an alcoholic thing. Amen. It's not a hangover thing. Amen. It's not a guilt-filling thing the next day. But you wake up and your eyes are open to a new thing. On the day of Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost. Amen. They're okay. Amen. On the day of Pentecost. Amen. There was 120 souls up in an upper room. Up somewhere. I don't know. Obviously it was off some type of square type thing. And they were up. They're hidden. Dude, I believe they, they were probably fearful and afraid for their lives. And they're up there getting things settled, getting things situated. And they said they were in one mind and one accord. There might be a close to a hundred here. They're one mind and one accord. If you ain't spoken tongues, you don't have the Holy Ghost. If you ain't repented of your sins, you don't, you, you don't have the Holy Ghost. I don't care how much you talk in tongues. Amen. If you're not baptized in Jesus' name, you're not saved. You might get the Holy Ghost, but you're not saved until you put upon His name. That's another message for another time. Amen. But here they were in the upper room. And all of a sudden, hey, they've been drinking the wine of fear. Because they're afraid at any time Roman soldiers weren't going to take them away. But they begin to meditate upon the things of Jesus. And all of a sudden, they, there came a sound. <laughs> like a rushing. I believe God began to pour. <laughs> I believe God began to pour out His Spirit uh, upon them. Uh, and, uh, and as they began to refill the Holy Ghost, the uh, Bible says, clothed in tongues as a fire set upon each and one of them. Uh, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. You don't believe it? It's in the book of Acts. Uh, you don't believe it? It's in the Bible. You say you believe the Bible. It's in the Bible. Can't tear that scripture out just for you. But as they begin to speak in tongues, these old, rough, tough fishermen, that old tax collector Matthew, that old harlot Mary Magdalene, that was full of the devil, casted seven demons out of her, she began to speak in tongues. They began to speak in tongues. There was a wine change. There was a wine change. Hey, man, I feel a wine change coming on. What you've been drinking, that old rock gut you've been drinking, amen, that's been eating your insides out. I feel the Holy Ghost being poured out. Hey, man, if we stand to our feet, hey, man, I feel the Holy Ghost about to pour out on this place. Hey, man, oh, you've been drinking from that Jack Daniels bottle. <laughs> Amen. But I hear a sound of a mighty rushing wind. I feel the Spirit of God moving in this place. And they all fell out. Every one of them, 120. 
Maybe they were, forgive me, brother, maybe they were leaning on each other. Maybe, maybe their shirt. They get on to me all the time at church. My shirt tail comes out while I'm worshiping God. <laughs> maybe, maybe I, I don't think they wore ties back then. Maybe their tie was loosened up a little bit. Uh, Maybe their hair was messed up a little bit. Uh, hey, man, and they looked like they had stepped out of the local tavern. Uh, hey, man, uh, but there was men about, I believe history says somewhere about 120,000 to 200,000 men there, not counting the women. Uh, hey, man, they were looking on as they came out on the balcony of that upper room and began to disperse out. Uh, hey, man, here was these men of Galilee. Uh, hey, man, with them, uh, and they were out out there and they were speaking in languages uh, and magnifying God, uh, amen, and glorifying God. Uh, and they said, these men are drunk. I've never been drunk on, on anything. I don't like pain medicine. I don't, I don't take it. But these men are drunk. Peter said, these men are not drunk as you suppose. What was this? This was a t this was a wine change. As they're coming to the music, I'm closing quickly. Amen. These men are not drunk as you suppose, uh, being it is the third hour of the day. Uh, they weren't supposed to be drinking at this time. Uh, they tell you you're not supposed to be drinking in church. But this is that that was spoken of by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I will pour out of my spirit, uh, saith the Lord. Uh, come on, this is the last days. Uh, that wine's about to run out, friend. Uh, hey, man, you're going to look one day, and it's all gone. Too late. One of these days, the church will be gone. And when the church is gone, the Holy Ghost is gone. When the church, listen, when the church is gone, the Holy Ghost is gone. And then the thrill of the old wine is gone. Why? You can read it in the book of Revelations. They'll be accusing each other. They'll be angry. They'll be vicious. Amen. They'll be mourning. They'll be weeping. They'll be gnashing of teeth. There'll be so much great trouble in that day. Amen. Why? Because the new wine is gone. And the thrill they had of the old wine is gone. Then they ain't got no more wine. You may say, I'm going to wait till tomorrow night. I may not be here. Brother Williams may not be here. I don't know if I've ever preached like this before or not. But I feel in my spirit today. I can see people with a bottle in their hand. And they lift it up to their lips. And they realize... More left. You're on your last hope. You're on your last call. About to close it down. It's the last call, I believe that's what they call it. About to close it down. This could be the last call. 
Brother Henderson preached it. Brother Mosley preached it. Brother Williams is preaching it. My pastor was preaching it here a couple of weeks ago. This is the last call. You've been waiting around. You've been in church all your life. I remember as a kid, I got the Holy Ghost when I was 15 years old. And I remember as a kid before that, they'd have an altar call just like this. And I wouldn't go to the altar. But at night, I was scared to death. Every noise, I thought, Brother Jeremiah, was the trumpet sounding. Woke up one day from a nap. Walked into my house, out of my room. Looked around for my family. I couldn't find them, Brother Williams. My grandmother was there before I went to sleep. She was gone somewhere. Went through every room in my house calling. Calling my mother, calling my nanny. Nanny, where you at? Mom, where you at? Brian, where you at? Rebecca fell upstairs. Mary, where you at? They were gone. And you talk about a scared feeling. I believe I was about seven or eight years old. You talk about a scared feeling. When I thought they were all gone. No more opportunity, Brother Putman. No more preacher giving an altar call. No more. If I could just hear one more message, I thought. If I could hear that evangelist come one more time and say, Does anybody need the Holy Ghost? I'd raise my hand and I'd be the first one to the altar. Walked out and there they were outside, but that feeling with the Putman stayed with me. Something changed inside of me, Brother Williams. Today, this could be the last call. I think that's what they call it in the bars, the last call. This could be the last call. And you're left there holding an empty bottle. You're left there. Where will that moment of pleasure be? In that twinkling of an eye. Where will be that few hours of prayer of, of pleasure? Few moments of self-satisfaction in a twinkling of an eye when he has called his church home. Where will be that puff of a cigarette? Where will be that drink of the alcohol? Where will be that cuss word? Where will be that moment of pleasure and sin in the, in the perversion of pornography? In a twinkling of an eye. Where will be that wink of an eye from a cute young boy? Where would it all be in a twinkling of an eye? We've gotten serious right now. It's gotten real. It's getting real for somebody right now. You're debating. You're debating whether you walk out them doors or not. I'm going to open this altar up right here. I don't know if this is how we start out revival, Brother Williams. But you need the Holy Ghost.
and you need it now. You need to, more than you need a healing, you need the Holy Ghost. More than you need a miracle, you need the Holy Ghost. More than you need a prophecy, you need the Holy Ghost right now. Because none of those will do you any good on Judgment Day without the Holy Ghost. Let's all reach out to God. God, right now, in the name of Jesus. God, I've given you my all. God, I've given you what I believe you gave me. And God, I somehow...